Welcome to Awake, the bugle call, Reveille. It's the U.S. Army's call to wake up, get ready to face the day, and to prepare for battle. God's clarion call is in Ephesians 5.14. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. This call is to Christians who are spiritually asleep and therefore resemble the spiritually dead. The call is to wake up and receive light or revelation from God. The purpose and goal of Awake is to equip you to be an overcomer in the last days, the time immediately prior to the return of Jesus for his church. Ephesians 6, 16-17 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now here is Bill Backaby with a faith lesson for you from the Word of God. Today I want to discuss matters of spiritual urgency in the country and in the world in which we're currently living. I want to talk about Israel and politics. Both subjects are very much in the news, especially here in the United States of America. Our text for this session is Genesis 12:3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. After the flood, yes, the flood really happened, and a man named Noah really did build an ark, and he stocked it with the greatest zoo ever assembled by man. After the flood, God went looking for a man that he could use to carry out his, that is, God's will on the earth, just as he'd used Noah. About 350 years after the flood, Abram responded to his call. It took faith on Abram's part to answer God's call. We learned in a previous episode that God is a rewarder of those who have faith, and so God reveals his reward to Abram. That reward is capsulized in our text verse. Again, Genesis 12:3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Let's talk about Israel. Every important Bible doctrine gets its start in the book of Genesis, that is, at least in seed form. That is, it is usually expanded and matured further into the Bible. Shortly after God chased me down and converted me from an unbelieving agnostic, at the best, into a saint, Saint means sanctified one or set apart one. Every born-again Christian is a saint. I began to read, actually to devour, the Bible. It didn't take me long to discover Genesis 12.3. Since my mother didn't raise any dummies, I quickly decided that it is better to be blessed than to be cursed. Abram, to whom the promise was made, was adopted by God, I believe he probably called himself Yahweh, that's Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, from which we get Jehovah, and this was demonstrated by changing Abraham's name from Abram 
to Abraham by taking an H from Yahweh's name and adding it to Abram. Abram's family became the nation of Israel. Therefore, if you want to be on God's blessing side, you must bless and not curse the nation of Israel. In fact, you must love the nation of Israel, but you don't have to like the Jewish people. You don't have to like the nation of Israel. You just have to be for them and not against them. You might think that that's contradictory, but you need to understand that God has those same mixed emotions toward Israel. He loves them for the sake of the fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Samuel, David, and many others, but he calls them stiff-necked, stubborn, rebellious, prideful, and sinful. God sent his son Jesus to the nation of Israel to give them the message of salvation, but they rejected him. In fact, they crucified him. John 1 verses 11 to 12. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, to those who believe in his name. Note, Jesus came to the Jews, the Israelites, and they as a group did not receive. On the other hand, I, and hopefully you, are among those who did receive him. Now, going back to our opening scripture, dwell Genesis 12:3 again. Jesus is the ultimate blessing to the Jews and to the whole earth. Backing up, I quickly understand it. When my wife and I pastored, our church always displayed the Israeli flag as a symbol of our Jewish roots. As a pastor, my boss was, and he still is, a former Jewish carpenter. My wife and I give a significant percentage of our income to missions, including several missions organizations that minister especially to Israel and the Jewish people. Now let's talk about politics. We've talked about Israel, and we're going to address the subject of politics. I'm going to use a tongue-in-cheek definition that I heard a former U.S. congressman use. He said, let's break the word politics down into its syllables. Poly is a Greek prefix that means many. A tick is a parasitic insect that sucks blood. The Bible teaches that the blood is the life of the flesh thereof. So politics means many parasites who suck the lifeblood of the people they govern. In all honesty, this definition does not fit all politicians but unfortunately it fits far too many. Many, many of today's politicians are parasites who've been corrupted by the prevailing political climate. I realize that defining a word by using a variation of the word is not good practice, but in this case it seems to work. Unfortunately, there is an atmosphere of corruption that permeates far too many of the United States political capital cities. This was not the way the authors and signers of the Constitution envisioned it. They tried to protect against this kind of corruption. They envisioned a Congress where respected citizens, gentlemen businessmen, farmers, and professionals 
would spend just a portion of each two years helping to create legislation for this country and then return to their occupations. However, someone discovered that you could wine, dine, and otherwise entertain these civilian legislatures to at least look favorably upon and possibly even support a pet project or law that you were promoting. Unfortunately, many of the civilian legislators became addicted to the treatment they received from the lobbyists, and voila, a class of professional politicians emerged. Many of these politicians have lived in the climate of the lobbyists for so long that they no longer have the emotional and motivational ties with their constituents that they originally had. Their addiction to the favors of the lobbyists have caused them to place the ideology of the lobbyists above the concerns and welfare of their constituents. Let's get back to Israel. Now, what does politics have to do with Israel? Once again, Genesis 12:3. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To those who understand the Bible, this is a no-brainer, be on the side of Israel. Unfortunately, very few people, relatively, that is, are capable of interpreting the Bible correctly. First, only born-again Christians can hope to understand the Bible. Looking at 1 Corinthians 2.14, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. In this verse, the natural man is the unborn-again man. The verse says that person, the unborn-again person, cannot understand the things of God. What does that have to do with Israel? Simply this. Throughout the ages, many persons who have called themselves Christians have called the Jews, the, the Israelites, Christ killers, and have engendered hatred for the Jewish people and Israel. What does this have to do with Israel? Simply this. Throughout the ages, many persons who have called themselves Christians have called the Jews, the Israelites, Christ killers, and have engendered hatred for the Jewish people and Israel. That simply is not true. Let me say it again. It is not true that the Jews are or were Christ killers. Jesus was born to die on the cross. He was crucified in the mind of God before he entered the world. Let's look at Revelation 13.8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have been writ not written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God knew that Adam and Eve would blow it and sin. So he, God the Father, planned for it before he ever created mankind. He planned for Jesus crucified before he ever renewed the world. The Jews didn't kill Jesus. They were simply instruments in the hand of God. Mankind, in the persons of Adam and Eve, and all their offspring, that means you and I, killed Jesus. 
Throughout the centuries, the Jews have been persecuted for being Christ killers. For example, in the Spanish Inquisitions, in the Polish pogroms, in the German Holocaust, and many other persecutions. Today, we see evidences of anti-Semitism in the United States in the burning and desecration of synagogues and in attacks on the Jewish people. But in the beginning of this nation, Jews were tolerated and accepted, even appreciated by those in authority. I've been told that at least one wealthy Jew helped to finance George Washington's military campaigns by lending a million dollars to the country. That was a tremendous amount of money at that time. When Israel declared itself a sovereign nation in 1948, President Harry Truman was the first international leader to recognize their sovereign independence. When Israel was about to be defeated in the Six-Day War because they ran out of bombs and bullets, President Richard Nixon sent armaments to Israel. President Trump was the first international leader to recognize Jerusalem as the legitimate capital of the nation of Israel. That was a landmark decision for Israel. It made a tremendous change in the international political atmosphere. On the other hand, there are many politicians, that is, blood-sucking parasites, in this nation who support the enemies of Israel, who are aligning themselves on the curse side. They would take away the land belonging to the nation of Israel and give it to the Palestinians who are the avowed enemies of Israel. This is absolutely contrary to the will of God. God gave the title deed to a great tract of land in the Middle East to Abram and his descendants. Basically, the boundaries are from the southern border of Lebanon in the north to the southern border of Jordan in the south and from the Mediterranean Sea in the west to the Euphrates River in the east. This includes all of what is now Israel, including the so-called West Bank, and what is now the country of Jordan and a large portion of the nation of Iraq. All of this, according to God, belongs to the Jewish nation, Israel. Along this line, there's a movement even among so-called Christian churches called social justice that would promote justice for oppressed people especially Palestinians. Folks, social justice is a code word for anti-Semitism. The real purpose of the so-called Iranian nuclear deal, which was canceled by President Trump and is now being renegotiated, is not to prevent Iran from developing nuclear weapons, but rather to help them attain a nuclear arsenal by supplying them with finances and resources to do so. Remember, Iran's avowed goal is to wipe Israel off the map. Again, many of the politicians are helping to set the scene for the last day's battle of Ezekiel chapter 38. The nations of Iran, Russia, Germany, North Korea, and China are developing alliances that are anti-Israeli. 
Our politicians are putting this nation in the position of fighting against God. Over the years, I've read and heard that the United States of America will be an ally of Israel in that battle. But I've never been able to accept that. I've never found any scripture that I believe identified the United States of America in that alignment of nations. But it seems to many that as the world's only superpower, we could not possibly stand idly by and watch Israel fight for her very life. But now our blood-sucking parasites, oops, I meant politicians, are reducing our nation from superpower status to third world nation status, from the status of stellar warriors to worried onlookers. Our parasites stood by as we were humiliated in Afghanistan and lost a large fortune worth of military hardware and priceless human resources were turned over to our avowed enemies. Similarly, we're being humiliated as we stand more or less idly by and watch a friendly nation, Ukraine, heroically fight for her life. So what is the upshot and, and meaning of all of this? The bottom line is, first of all, understand that the United States is not the most important country in the world and that neither Washington, D.C. nor New York City is the most important city in the world. Israel is the most important country in the world, and Jerusalem is the most important city in the world. If you desire God's blessing in your life, you need to come into agreement with God on these facts. If you're not in agreement that Israel and the Jews are very important to God, you need to examine the scriptures and ask God to help you make his priorities your priorities. Great blessings in your life are tied to your attitude toward and your treatment of the nation of Israel and the Jewish people. Perhaps you didn't know this, but scripture says that if you are a born-again believer in the Messiah, Jesus Christ, that makes you a spiritual Jew. Romans 2, 28 and 29. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. A final thought. I've repeatedly heard conservative talk show hosts talk about American exceptionalism. They speak of America's ingenuity and work ethic having made this country great. They are wrong. Americans are no smarter than Jews, Russians, Germans, Chinese, and many other ethnicities. It is true, however, that America has been an exceptional country. That is because the founders and framers of this nation had an exceptional relationship with an exceptional God, the only true God, the Father of Jesus Christ. That exceptional relationship laid the foundation and the framework that has made this nation great. But understand this, the blood-sucking politicians have almost destroyed that relationship between God, the Creator, and the United States of America.
So the bottom line is this. Don't let the politicians and mainstream media lead you astray. Keep your focus on God and his priorities and experience his favor and blessings in your life. Until next time, this is Bill Backaby asking God the Father to bless you and to keep you and to smile upon you, giving you God's peace. Amen. Jesus asked in Luke 18.8, When the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Friend, if you are not sure if you are saved, you can be sure. You can change or ensure your eternal destiny by repenting. That means turning toward God and declaring it with your mouth. Just pray along with me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He was crucified for my transgressions. He was buried, and God raised him from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed this from your heart, your eternal destiny is in heaven. Awake is an outreach of Bill Backaby Ministries and the Word of Grace Church, a 501c3 organization. Again, our goal here at Awake is to help ensure that Jesus will find faith on the earth when he returns. Help us by telling your friends and relatives and neighbors, saved and unsaved, to join us on Awake.